The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on The Blitz Facebook page. Find The Blitz. Click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter. At Fred Power, F-A-O-U-R, at A-J is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. Can text the show, you know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Missed the first hour. A little more Deshaun than I wanted to do, but you know what? Uh, some That's good, the story. It, it is a story, and, and I'm going to, can I give a little credit to the people? I think the calls have been, and, and comments have been more rational. Good. Yeah, I, I think people are stepping back a little bit and, trying to to look at this a little more rationally and i think you guys are doing a great job with it i mean not you them well but me too and eh, you're okay you're right so uh aaron you said you had a uh, facebook message from our friend overseas yeah uh listener jonathan who we said yesterday he's stuck in scotland for the next three months uh for work and you had said you wanted to know what it was like there he responded uh, his full message was, appreciate the shout-out, still on lockdown here, can't travel outside the council. Luckily, St. Andrews is inside the council that he's in. <laughs> April 2nd, they can start to travel within Scotland, and it should start opening up for outside dining April 26th, as long as numbers continue to be low. Uh, he has a nice place to hike on his days off, and nice places to walk with no trespass laws there. And he also he also sent a couple of pictures of him swinging on St. Andrews and said, suck it, Granado. And uh, finally said, if y'all could shout out my wife, Melissa, for holding down the fort back home while I'm gone. She takes care of my 7-year-old to pra- baseball practice and games. And also has my 11-year-old that she has to take to basketball workouts three times a week. She's also a blitzer. Oof. Sounds like, so a, female, to sounds like for, a female Hoffman there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking the kids everywhere. Well, I mean, that's what my wife does. I, she's the, uh, the taxi service. But she has you to, you know, be there also that's at the same true. time. You're not, what, 5,000 miles away right oh, now? Man. I hope Melissa's not cheating on him while he's in Scotland playing golf. Mm, that would be really unfortunate. Hmm. She would never do that, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> oh, no, of course not. No. Of course You're not. You're going to make this guy give up his job no. and climb over early. No, no he, he, she wouldn't do that. No, I mean. But, I mean, as, as long as, you know, I, I totally trust Listen, her. It, she's. She's not one of my ex-wives, so she wouldn't do that. <laughs> Just put it that way. Um, scrub number one says, not yet, Fred Fowler. You're not asking women to dress up as bald aliens yet. I, I, okay, but would that would it be all that weird? Because that's just costume cosplay, right? People do that all the time. Yeah. So if I said, hey, man, would you mind dressing up like an alien and put some little uh, ant, you know, not antlers, what do they call them? Like what Martians have. They're not Antenna? A, antenna, yeah. Put some antenna on your head. Antlers would be good too. <laughs> well, antlers would be. I mean, how do we know aliens don't have antlers? We don't know. You know, and actually, that's not that far from sexy elf with with the antlers on. You know, I've seen that. How would you feel if like you you were finally gonna bang an alien and she had like a cone head, 
like that movie. Yeah, see that those aliens I don't find attractive. No, okay, you, not even the uh, the daughter that was like no. going to hook up with Chris Farley, and he, Chris Farley was putting the rings on her head. Uh, no, didn't work for those me. Those pleasure rings. No, no, yeah, Conehead. That that one doesn't work for me. <laughs> so if the alien looks like that, I'm totally out. I, I listen. If if I could be anyone, it'd be Captain Kirk, because. Back in the day, he used to bang all kinds of hot alien chicks. Growing up watching Star Trek, I found that cool. I wanted to be cool like Captain Kirk. You know, if you Google Coneheads, uh, people, you know, on Google it says people also ask, uh, did they make Coneheads too?" is the first question that people often ask. Oh, my God. What do you think the next question is? I don't know. Are Coneheads real? <laughs> oh, God. I guess I should I should know, right? I should know. Those people are, are oh, insane. So great. Okay, I'll throw you. I'm going to throw you another. Hey, man, <laughs> that. I got to throw you another alien. I'm out on, uh, like Chewbacca's. No, uh, and Ewoks. No. Okay. So I mean, when we say aliens, let's, again, there has to be specifics, right? Poor Marine says on the internet they are real. <sighs> You want a humanoid alien. Yeah, I mean, definitely humanoid. Like, even the chick from Species with the tail, down with that. You know, different. Uh, even even a cyborg type. Like, Nebula. Down with Nebula. It's just uh, anything that's like an animal, forget it. That's too weird. The girl that played Connie Conehead was also uh, Jodie Kramer in Dazed and Confused. And I always thought Jodie was hot. So, I think she might be my hottest alien chick. Uh, somebody says I got a thing for Disney princess. That that's perfectly normal. Fred's all over that. Yeah, it's not that normal, but you're all. I mean, you've been over. No, that it's very time. normal. I mean, there, there's everybody is is into that. No, I mean they make Disney princess lingerie now. Well, there you go. I think there's plenty of Dude. people because there's a wide market full of people spending a lot of money on it. One of the best shows we ever did was which Disney princess we'd hook up with, and everybody loved it, and everybody got involved. And I, I'm, I disagree with almost all of you because there's only two answers. Well, three answers. There's Jasmine. There's Ariel as a human. Ariel is a fish. That's it. There are no other ones. But I digress. Matt, you're on the blitz. Go. Yeah. First off, how many perfect brackets are there left? I haven't Zero. heard anything about that on the radio. Zero. Uh, how, has there ever been a, a year like this ever? I mean, there's a lot of years like this, but it, it, it's this one is maybe a little more uh, unpredictable than usual. But uh, I, I think there was only like I think there was like 25 perfect brackets remaining. I want to say after day like after day two, so they fell off at a pretty fast pace. But once Oral Roberts won a second game. Uh, but once Loyola beat Illinois, like it, things just went to went to bleep in a bleep basket for. Yeah, I, I saw a story and I'll, I'll try to find it, but it basically said that this is the most upsets that uh, there've ever been in the tournament. So yeah, there's almost no way that you'd have any perfect brackets left. But I'll, I'll try to find that on the break because uh, it you know it broke it down by seedings and uh, things like that, and you know that 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 was the. That was the bottom line, was that this has been the worst one ever for that. So, 
713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. If you want to get in, be happy to take some phone calls. And, uh, you know, you can we can talk tournament. You know, we'll probably hit it a little harder tomorrow. But, yeah, yeah we can definitely talk tournament. And uh, you know, there's always Deshaun stuff, apparently. You want to uh, you want to know what the the trade did for the Heat as far as their title odds? Yeah, I'd like to, I I had those too. I just hadn't gotten to them yet. <laughs> I'm looking at this is uh it's pretty interesting to see because I've got title odds from September 2020, like the when they first put the odds out for the the NBA season. Uh, then I've got odds for like the last couple weeks, and then I've got the odds now that we're post deadline uh the rockets do you know what the rockets odds were coming into the season uh before the harden trade it, it, this was in september of 2020 do you know what the probably odds were? in 18 to 20 to 1 somewhere in there how about 12 to 1 oh wow uh their odds on march 17th so what 8 days ago were 250 to 1 their odds now are 950 to 1. Right. They should be off the board. There shouldn't be you shouldn't be taking action on that. Um but the Miami Heat who came into the season also 12 to 1, same as the Rockets. Uh they had gone they were all the way up to 46 to 1 as of 3 days ago. They went from 46 to 1 to 30 to 1 based on the trade deadline. I think it's based on the Oladipo trade but also based on all signs point to when the Spurs buy out LaMarcus Aldridge that LaMarcus Aldridge wants to play for the Heat. So the Heat are, are they're trying to put together a squad down there. And, and may, if, if that's the case, 30 to 1 may be value. Um, but the Nets still a, a, a pretty sizable favorite uh, to, to win this thing. They opened it at 12 to 1. And right now they are. Uh, Odds on favorites minus two eighty. Yeah, I, I think if I were going to uh, if I were going to bet, I'd probably take the Lakers three still, to one, hoping they get healthy. And I might throw the Heat. I think they, if the Heat could take down the Nets and the Lakers aren't healthy, Victor Oladipo is going to be the difference. Well. AJ. Uh, so here's uh, the story I was telling you about. Um, the NCAA considers an upset victory to be when a team seated five-plus spots lower than the favorite wins the game. This year's event has already produced 12 such outcomes, and that was with seven games left in the round of 32. Okay. So the previous mark of 10 in the first two rounds, so they broke that pretty early. So that's a pretty weird way to do it, five spots lower. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's saying like, if you, they're they're basically saying that the seven ten games don't count and the eight nine games don't. Yeah, count. and that's probably fair. So if yeah. an eleven seed, basically an eleven seed beating a six seed is where that's a, an upset. Anyway, back to the um, important stuff. Carlos says the aliens from Dude Where's My Car. Yes, definitely. Even even when she turns into a giant, I'm all about that. And then Boomtown Route says Snow White for me. Eh. I mean, she she was a little freaky. I mean, she did have seven dwarves. But by the way, I'm going to uh, it's, it's on my calendar now. I got tickets to uh, Dwarfinators, which is little people wrestling. 
Nice. Yeah. I'm always a fan of that. I think the last time I actually got to see it was at Whatever Fest. And the wife got so mad at me because I wouldn't leave. I wanted to watch a little person wrestling. Well, remember, we did like ads for one, yeah, one we did. time. Yeah, and, and, like, we had front row seats. It was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, what's his name? Little Samson came on the show. Yep. But um, but I remember I was sitting there watching this stuff, and she's like, I want to go see. And I think it was actually funny because Barry Lamanac was one of the comedians. She says, I want to go see the comedians. I'm like, oh, you go ahead. I'll come over when Barry's on. And so I watched the little people wrestling until Barry came on. All right. Very quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5. The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Just found out that Fred's an alien homophobe. Uh, I don't think that's fair i just if i'm going to have relations with an alien it needs to be a chick that's all it's pretty sexist of you how is that sexist i mean you're not you're not going out doing guy normal guys you don't know what i'm into Eh, i i I know what i suspect i've been accused yeah well i was i wasn't gonna give up your secret it's all right it's out there so the rumor's out the rumor mills are churning yeah um, somebody says Rapunzel for me because imagine wrapping all that hair around your yeah. Um, is that like something that people find hot? Wrapping hair around your yeah. I I don't rule thirty four. You'll have to explain that. Yeah, rule thirty four is a theory that has basically been proven that if there anything in this world, anything you can think of, somebody has a fetish for it. Oh. Well, uh, okay. That, uh, a woman using the microphone that's in front of your face as a uh, sexual toy. Somebody likes it. Somebody's probably got fantasies of it. Would I like? Would I be doing the radio show through it while she was possibly? But it, mm. whatever you can imagine, somebody Seems out there would make a, would watch uh, a porn of it. Let me just say though, I have a pretty big imagination. Pretty sure I can come up with something that somebody doesn't have a thing for. I I, I would be willing to take that challenge on. So my uh, my son picked up with another team on one of his off weekends, and uh, he was expressing some frustration because uh, his teammates were watching Pokemon porno in the dugout on their phones. Okay. Have either of you ever heard of Pokemon porno? No, but it doesn't surprise me because yeah, look, the Japanese come up with all kinds of weird stuff. I mean, they invented hentai. I was I at first I thought he was kidding, and then he was like, "I'm not kidding. Like this is what they were doing." I was like, uh, although uh, Jesse from Team Rocket, I would probably pay to see that. You again? That's a joke that's lost on me. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that, people who people who know Pokemon know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, they know, they know. Yeah, I, that. But they, you're right. There are people who are pretty much into y- you name it. They're into it. We, yeah, I mean, I, I would say almost anything. There's there's some things that you're probably not. Now, maybe I don't know, like insect sex. 
there's somebody out there probably into it. No, that's right because uh, Buffalo Bill had the. I mean, he had the the famous butterflies. That's how he got caught. See, Ace Gilmore says Team Rocket. That's a good looking chick. All right, Jesse though, not Meowth. I want I want to make that really clear. Again, animal stuff not happening. Plus, you know, she looked like a freak. I thought all Pokemon were animals. Well, no, not Jesse and, and like the, there's. The I, human there, trainers. There's, yeah, they're trainers, which, you know, you probably can't call them that anymore because they essentially own the Pokemon. And well, you can't say Pokemon owners. Well, I know. You can't say that, but as a trainer, you, you controlled them, which I don't think you can do anymore. I don't think that should even be. Pokemon have rights. Yeah. They do. God. Even Charizard. See how I'm flexing my Pokemon on Ooh, you guys? Ooh, well done. I'll, 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 I'll see your Charizard and raise you Mewtwo. <laughs> the dorks out there are loving this. No, they're not. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. Uh, so Misty is way hotter than Jesse. I, I respectfully disagree. <laughs> Pokemon governors. Yeah, I, my son was into this for a long time Did so, he, was he into pokemon porno or just regular well, he pokemon? may be into pokemon porno now i don't know what he's into that way but at the time he was just into pokemon and i'll be honest i like i i mean as the father of uh, a, a teenage boy like I, i've prepared myself for you know eventually he's going to uh to be into some some stuff that i think is probably weird I, i'm glad that it's not pokemon porno like some other kid. I, I I'll be honest. I was surprised that there are. I I didn't know there was porno. I really did. Fourteen year olds who are into Pokemon porno. All, all kidding aside, I, I didn't know that. But yeah, but you managed. They've managed to. Uh, I wish I'd known that there were people and animals because then I would have asked. Like, well, yeah, it, I'd, I'd be curious. Which one are you watching? The animal Pokemon or the people Pokemon that were having? <laughs> I'm relations. sure. I'm just gonna guess they're watching Jesse do nasty things to James, even though it's her brother, if I'm not mistaken. But maybe not. Um, but you've been kind of lucky with your kids because they haven't gotten into the stuff that you have that you hate. Like what? Like Harry Potter? No, they're into Harry Potter. Oh, they are. Okay. Oh yeah. My my son's read. All, he read all those books when he was like nine or ten. Okay. Uh, and the younger son starts to read them now. They they've watched all the movies. I just I haven't watched them. Okay. So you didn't watch them with them. No. And they both they like Pokemon. Uh, they're all right. They're they're into that, but they, they never got, got into Teletubbies when they were little. No, we were lucky with that. No, I think that that's not uh, that. I don't think I think that was a, a, like kind of out of existence when when my kids came of age. But I, I that's right. They're not related. It's been a long time. Thank you. I um, there were a lot of kid shows when when mine were little that I just had to be stoned to watch, and and, and Teletubbies was one of them because. Yeah, it, it, that face in the sun and those stupid little voices. I that I don't know who came up with that, but that wasn't weed. That was acid, and, or at least at the very least. And then Clifford the Big Red Dog, and then uh, my older son was he was alive for Clifford the Big Red Dog. Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder freaked me out. Legit freaked me out. That's that is like a, a mushroom trip. The the ones that they were the most into, both of them, was Thomas the Tank Engine. And they had, I mean, literally hundreds of little trains. And that damn Sir Topham hat 
That that's a perv right there. Sir Topham Hat is a complete weirdo perv. But and plus, you know, there, there's something weird about those trains because there was something vaguely sexual going on between some of them and their trains. Yeah. I and yeah, I guess that's where the term pulling a train came from. I don't know. But anyway, black spotted zebra says furries love Pokemon porno. So it's a big thing, I guess. Mm. I, I've never like when I first heard about furries, I was like, oh, my God, like mascot sex. It, it, like, but there are people who are into it. So, uh, girl mentions none of them weren't into Arthur. Yeah, my mine watched Arthur, and where I ejected on that was the episode where I think the dog died. I'm like, my kids are like, my kid was like three. They don't need to see a dog die. What the hell? <laughs> Let them at least get to be six or seven before you crush their dreams, Arthur. Oh, uh, what was the other one with the Blues Clues? Watched a lot of Blues Clues. And I refuse to let him watch Dora the Explorer because I'm racist. Ooh. No, it's because Canceled. Dora, Dora doesn't rhyme with Explorer, and it drives me nuts to this day. Uh, Beaumont Todd asked, changing the subject, did you guys see what Lily from AT&T put out? I did see that, and Lily put out, like, uh, apparently a lot of people have been asking about why she's hiding her body in these uh, AT&T commercials during the tournament. And she tweeted out that she directs the commercials, and... She is hiding her body because everyone felt the need to comment on her body inappropriately and make her feel uh, unsafe. So all of you scumbags ruined it for everyone else. So shame on all of you. On the other hand, get over it. Wah. People find you attractive. Oh. Yeah, but like, do you need to, like, every time a commercial comes on and you find the chick attractive, do you need to tweet at her and tell her all the nasty things you want to do to her? No, I don't ever, I don't ever do that, but there, there are people on the internet who do. I, listen, it's not just that. She's made herself look as ugly as possible. She is totally unattractive. I think she's done that on purpose. Uh, well, yeah, she has. I think it's a bad move. I think it's a terrible move because, you know what? I, I, I mean, if I weren't already on AT&T, I certainly wouldn't switch. But... You know, and by the way, as a director, she's pretty awful. Those commercials are bad. The only reason to watch them was because she was, you know, she came off as kind of a uh, a very interesting sort of sneaky hot chick that made me want to go buy AT&T. Well, she's not that anymore. 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713 780 Three seven seven six. I feel like that was a very sexist comment you forced me into. It yo, was. Yo, Adrian says Snow, you've done it to yourself. Snow though. White and Ariel for him. Ariel has to be in there, but I, I'm telling you, I, I, I really have questions about Ariel as a fish, how it would work. So I'm definitely into that. I sent y'all the article about the Disney princess stuff. Did you the Disney princess lingerie? So yeah, you can feel free to. Oh, okay. Talk yeah. about how crazy people are when this is now a probably million dollar market that somebody got into damn i wish i'd have gotten into that business i'm the one that first brought up banging disney princesses damn it Ooh, yeah jasmine nice all right i gotta tell you guys about tgs insurance if you own your home you could be saving money on your homeowner's insurance why would you pay more on your homeowner's insurance for especially for a-rated insurance than you have to uh it, it doesn't make any sense you you could be paying this instead you're paying more the average customer's paying $900 too much on their on their homeowner's insurance. TGS, they want to fix that. And they're doing it the right way. It's quick. It's easy. It's You don't have to be in person. 
it's all over a text message. You send the, you text the word money to 232323. 23 23. They're going to ask for your address. You reply back with that. They're going to send you a full and firm insurance quote in 15 seconds or less. The average customer saving over $900. I saved over 1000 I'm above average. Uh, so, guys, there's no reason why you wouldn't do it. They're going to take care of the back end, all the paperwork, get you out of your old policy, refund it on that, and start you saving money now. Once again, to get started on that, so simple. Text the word money to 232323. There's no obligation, so if you don't like the number, hey, no big deal, but I'm, chances are good that you are. Text money to 233 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hawk. And we're back on the Blitz, and, and we'll pick this back up next segment because I did something on the break that I'm not proud of. So instead, let's just go to our buddy Brad Powers, college football, college basketball gambling expert. Go to bradpowersports.com for all his great stuff. Follow him on Twitter at bradpowers7. Brad, how's it going, man? It's going well. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, man. How, would you, how was your, uh, your, your first weekend of, uh, of tournament action? Uh, lots of hits and misses. Uh, you know, okay. I mean, a lot of close losses. Uh, you know, lost my top play, which was Connecticut. But other than that, I mean, I pretty much uh, lost in juice. That was about it. Uh, well, what's your uh, what's your what's your? We'll start with your favorite. What's your favorite play this weekend? I like Florida State to beat Michigan. Uh, I know it's a popular play, and I know the line's coming down. But I, I just you know before the tournament. I picked Florida State to to make it to the Final Four out of that bracket, and you know weren't that impressed with the Knolls the first game. But when you consider that the Pac-12 is nine and one against the spread with an average cover of fourteen points per game so far in the NCAA tournament, why do I mention the Pac-12 when I'm talking Florida State? Well, that one non-cover for the Pac-12 was Colorado against Florida State. Florida State whipped the Buffaloes. I mean, easily. You got the tallest team in the country, a very deep team. Florida State's weakness is you know, when you look on their offense, it's turn, they turn the ball over frequently. Well, Michigan can't take advantage of it. Michigan's one of the worst teams in the country at forcing turnovers. And I still say that Michigan, this is the game that Isaiah Livers' absence uh, will, will come to fruition. I mean, this is the type of game when Florida State throws them lengthy bodies at Michigan's front court, back court. I think the, the the Seminoles upset the number one seed. I'll be honest. I like I, I wanted to find a spot to fade Michigan, and I, I've considered pulling a trigger on uh, on Florida State here too. But the truth of it is, Michigan has really impressed me. Like they've been better than I expected them to be without Isaiah Livers. I, I thought they were going to have much more of a drop off than they've had. Uh yeah, I would. I, I hear you on that, and you know. I've played against them both games in the tournament. Now, now Texas Southern came through. Uh, LSU had their chances. I mean, it's not like I came away thinking I was super impressed. And, and I, 
you know, Livers didn't play against Maryland. Michigan won and covered that game. I mean, it, it's been hit or miss. I mean, they're two and two against the spread without them. I mean, they're favored in the in the Buckeye game, lost outright. And I thought LSU had some chances in that game. If you'd have told me, you know, halfway through or at least you know with 15 minutes left in the game before Michigan went on that 10-0 run, then they turned around, went on a 14-1 run. I thought, forget the points, but I thought LSU was going to win that game at certain points early in the second half. Well, let's uh, let's burn through a couple other games here: Loyola and Oregon State. Uh, the the spread is six and a half, seven, depending on where you're shopping. The total one twenty five, one twenty five and a half, seems like a big spread for such a low total. And I'll be honest, Oregon State. I mean, they continue to surprise me. And when you look at what Oregon State has done recently, it, it's hard to just poo poo that they're for real because. Even before the tournament started up, you know they they were beating tournament caliber teams. They beat UCLA, Oregon, and Colorado all in the in the Pac-12 tournament, all on neutrals, of course. And then Tennessee and Oklahoma State, two solid wins. I mean, maybe Oregon State is really just finding their flow at the right time. My question is, if the the zones that that Wayne Tinkle has been throwing out and zones worked really well against Tennessee and Oklahoma State. We've talked before about Loyola against a zone. We haven't seen it because nobody in the Missouri Valley runs a zone, but they're kind of built to beat it with that high post play of Crutwig. Like, what, what do you think of this matchup, and, and is the number, based on the total, a little bit out of whack? Yeah, I mean, Oregon State. I mean, obviously, it's deservedly to be a low total. I mean, you got two very slow-tempo teams in the 300s as far as Tempom's tempo ratings. So, I mean, when you got a seven-point spread and a very low total, of course I'm going to look towards the dog first. It's not a big bet for me because i got to tell you, I mean, Loyola Chicago played about as well as any team in any game this entire basketball season, 4,000-plus games, the way they played against Illinois on Sunday. Now, if if you told me they can replicate that time and time again, I mean, I think they'll go to the national title game and play Gonzaga, but... I'm not sure if they can replicate that, uh, you know, time and time again here. And are they going to be as jacked as what they were playing, you know, an Illinois team of big brother versus little brother? I'm not sure that's the case because of that. And because Oregon State is a really good free throw shooting team. And because of what you mentioned, I don't think there's really anything fluky that Oregon State's doing. I mean, they're beating good, solid opponents and getting margin on these teams. I mean, Oklahoma State was red hot entering the tournament. I mean, they took care of them. Tennessee's really good defensively. That was not a game. Oregon State dominated from start to finish. Beat Colorado in the Pac-12 title game. Colorado's a good team. Easily handled the red-hot Oregon team uh, in the Pac-12 conference tournament. Oregon State, I mean, when, when you start doing it four or five games in a row consistently against good competition and it's nothing fluky going on, I'm a big believer in the Beavers. So, yeah, I do lean that way. Uh, Baylor had Baylor was a team that I was kind of doubting. I thought, well, they're not playing their bat, their best ball coming into the tournament. Uh, well, I think I think you can you can scratch that now. But Villanova's also been better than I expected to be. Uh, you know, without Gillespie, I thought that they'd have more of a drop off. Both these teams have, have surprised so far. But Villanova's defense, like if I were to look for a good descriptive word for it, I would say they're soft. And yep. that worries me against this Baylor team that basically just had dunk city practice against Wisconsin in the second half. And if they decide they don't really have a rim protector at Villanova, and if they decide they're going to pack it in and protect the rim, 
you're going against the number one three-point shooting team in the country. It just seems like this is a game where Baylor could could maybe run away and hide. Yeah, I, I echo those sentiments. I'm scared full game taking Villanova because I think Baylor could definitely do that in the second half. But I will say this. Uh, it really depends on what Baylor team you're getting. Did they finally wake up? Because, uh, I mean, the Wisconsin performance, that looked like pre-COVID pause Baylor that we saw, you know, up until February 2nd or 3rd. And then they went on a three-week pause and really didn't get anything real traction going until they get the second-round game against a good Wisconsin team. But I, I got almost a week to prep for this game, and I got a coaching mismatch with Jay Wright versus Scott Drew. So what I'm going to do in this game is take Villanova plus four in the first half, trust Jay Wright's coaching superiority, uh, and I'll just take that. Uh, second half, maybe the athletes start taking over uh, for Baylor. So that, that, that we know a first half. Oral Roberts uh, against Arkansas, and this is uh, Mac Ace, uh, Max Acemus has has been phenomenal. Uh, O'Banner as well, and two outright wins. I've been on them uh, against the spread both games, and and they they won outright for me both games. Two of my bigger plays of the tournament. This worries me a little bit. This it reminds me a little of, of Arkansas uh, against Colgate in the first round, like you know, because I, I think that Oral Roberts may be willing to run with Arkansas and I think if you're a lesser talented team that could be a bad a bad move but I also think that maybe and or I'm not saying Oral Roberts is good on defense but they're probably a little better on defense than Colgate was 11 points 11 and a half points you that's that's a lot uh, especially for an Arkansas team that was down significantly in both of their games so far what do you think of this one First off, I, I agree with you when it comes to, you know, normally it would be, you know, I'd be looking at the dog only here. But because both teams like to run some tempo, it does remind me a little bit of the Colgate game. And if you remember, uh, you know, Colgate was up leading the game outright for a big portion of that game. And early on in the first half, we're leading significantly. And somehow, some way, I mean, Arkansas not only won the game, but they ended up easily covering the eight-point spread. I know 11 and a half is a little bit larger than that. Uh, it's another game where I think I, I'm going to lean towards the dog, but you know, with the tempo and, and maybe it comes down to uh, some free throw shooting late, I, you know, you should be backing Laura Roberts if that's the case, but I think it's going to be come down to Arkansas's free throw shooting. I, I would much rather take Oral Roberts first half again. I'm going to lean towards the dog in the first half. The, uh, the local team here, the Houston Cougs, giving up six points against uh, Syracuse, and I kind of looked back at what Syracuse has done, uh, and I looked at what they did against North Carolina this year. They ended up going one and one against North Carolina, and and the reason why I look at North Carolina is because of the offensive rebounds. North Carolina, in both games, rebounded 54% of their own misses, which is just an alarming number, and... Uh, UH has way better guard play than North Carolina did. So I, I feel like if if UH dominates on the offensive glass the way that North Carolina did, uh, this game could end up being one of the bigger blowouts of the weekend. But I also am a little nervous because if UH shoots the way they did in their last game, they they may not have a shot because you've got to be able to hit your shots over the Syracuse team. And, and I don't know if... if if last week was the outlier, or or, or what, what are you expecting out of this game? 
So I agree with you. I think the biggest mismatch of the Sweet 16 round is that Houston, number two in the country, offensive rebounding percentage. Syracuse, number 340 defensively as far as getting rebounds. I mean, that's just significant. So Houston's going to get plenty of opportunities. Uh, the question is, how do they handle the zone? I mean, we see teams that they don't see the zone. I mean, now this is several times in the last five, six years where Syracuse gets in the NCAA tournament. Teams, you know, seem lost, dumbfounded by, by their 2-3 zone. I'm going to uh, – you have talked me, you and a couple other guys I've talked to that I respect have talked me into the Houston side as far as the lean, but my preference is the under. Uh, I, I don't expect Syracuse to continue to shoot at, at such a high rate that they've had <laughs> the last two games when you're talking – Plus, you know, 50 plus percent from behind the arc. And I feel like I'm owed one for the San Diego State Syracuse game somehow, some way going over the total with 10 minutes left. It's a 50 to 30 game on pace to cover by 30 plus points. I don't cash that ticket. I think I cash it here. I'm going to go under 140 and a half. Uh, day two this weekend, Creighton and Gonzaga. And there's actually money coming in on the Jays, which is a little bit surprising to me I thought Gonzaga played pretty poorly against OU OU played much better than I would have thought and Gonzaga still covered am am I am I crazy to think that you know this this one just could be a a bloodbath Uh, because I'm I wasn't high on this Creighton team coming into the tournament I'm still not high on them Uh, they don't have size they don't have depth I, I feel like they could just get run out of the gym here what do you think yeah, I, again, I probably lean more towards the dog, but again, hey, just because the, the games are on doesn't mean you got to bet them. I know everybody, you get to the final, and we're down to 15 games, major college basketball. If you're just counting the NCAA tournament, I know people want to bet every single game. I would lean more toward. I just I'm not built uh, to, to lay 13 and a half points in a Sweet 16 game, and maybe deservedly so. If you looked at the, you know, the, the, some of the the point spreads as far as double digit point spreads here recently. It's tough for teams to cover that big a number, but you're right. I played against Creighton each of their first two round games. What it should probably should have won outright in the first round. They're lucky to be here. And then I got to say, I was a little impressed with them against Ohio. I, you know, I expected Creighton to struggle again in that one. And you know, I think the concerns over McDermott's comments. I think you put that behind you at this point. Now you're to the Sweet 16. I, I just I, I'll lean Jays, but I, I maybe a pizza bet and by pizza bet I'm not talking a fancy take out your you know your entire family. <laughs> You're talking Totino's a fancy pizza place in Vegas. It's you know the cardboard type that you order from the local delivery guy. A little Caesars. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> UCLA Bama, but the number's up to six and a half now. Uh, man, if Bama plays anything like they did in their last game, this this one could be ugly. But UCLA continues to uh, to surprise, and you mentioned the Pac-12 playing good ball right now. What do you think of that one? Yeah, it's just really who dictates Temple. I mean, Alabama wants to to run up and down the floor, number twelve in the country in Temple. UCLA, number three thirty-seven. I mean, if you read the tea leaves in the market, money's on Alabama. Therefore, money also coming on the over. I don't want to fit again. Another big point spread for a Sweet Sixteen game. I mean, if you, you told me I could lay five, it's a, I lay five with Bama. If I'm getting seven, seven and a half, it's not there yet. I'm probably leaning towards UCLA right now. At the current number six and a half. It's kind of a no bet for me. And then lastly, a, a rematch here: USC Oregon, who played in the regular season, 
And I lost money on that game the first time they played. I, I, I thought Oregon was a team on the rise. I said, man, they, they are coming into their own right now. They were playing great ball. And they just got dominated. I, it almost seemed like they were afraid to go. Like once they saw the size of USC, they, yeah. couldn't, they, they had trouble in the paint. They got outscored 43-22 to 22 in the first half of that game. And obviously, there was just there. There was no way to recover from that, uh, and that was on a day where Oregon shot, you know, forty one percent from three. Uh, I I, just, I worry. I, I like Oregon a lot. I I said at the beginning of this tournament, Oregon was a sleeper to to you know be one of the teams there at the end to give Gonzaga a push. But this USC matchup terrifies me based on that one data point. Am I putting too much into that one game, or is this just a bad matchup for the Ducks? No, I think you're. It could be just a bad matchup. Uh, that that one was one where I was betting Oregon. I was with you. I was betting Oregon left and right at that point because that's when they were getting healthy, finally having their five, you know, their five starters playing. Uh, early in February is the first time that they had their you know projected starting five playing. Uh, so in the season, uh, and, and then that game happened, and there was nothing fluky. USC was just that much better. Yeah, I'm going to lean under, even though, I mean, this is going against Oregon, who's had eight straight games go over the total, but I just don't expect either team to shoot as well as they did in the second-round games. And because of the familiarity, I think you do get a slower-tempo game. And, you know, right now I'm going to take I, – I, it's unfortunate. I want to bet on both teams, honestly. I want to bet on USC and Oregon. It's unfortunate they got to play each other and they're familiar with one another. Because of that familiarity, I'm just going to go under the total. Well, and you've you've talked about coaching advantages. This feels like a game where Oregon has a coaching advantage, and you would think yeah, oh yeah. Dana Altman would have learned something for, from that first matchup, right? You're much more, you know, the losing team, the losing coach, much more, you know, adept to making, you know, some changes, and nobody changes up a game plan as well as Dana Altman. I right now, I'm comfortably can say I think Dana Altman is the most underrated head coach in the country. I know he's starting to get some traction now. But, I mean, he, he's the most profitable coach in the last 10, 15 years this time of year. So I'm de- I can't fade him. All right. That is Brad Powers at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter. And, of course, you can get all his premium stuff at bradpowersports.com. Appreciate the time, as always, Brad. And we'll talk to you uh, next week before the Final Four, brother. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Brad Powers. All right. Let's get a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5.92.5. This is the blitz, the blitz on ESPN, ESPN. 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. This one I'm going to give away. I'm going to give away Sam Houston Race Park. The whole play. No. Uh, It's Sam Houston Race Park Thursday where we're giving away a pair of tickets in every show. See all the live action during the 27th annual thoroughbred racing season. Live racing begins at 6.45 p.m. on Friday and Saturday night. Every Friday night, enjoy $2 long necks and $2 wines. COVID-19 protocols will be strictly observed. 
at uh you know what? Five fifty five, caller two, seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six. You'll win a pair of tickets to Sam Houston Race Park. Get your wagers in as early as possible. Visit SHRP.com for more info and come see us out there tomorrow night. We'll be on the first floor where we always are. Well, I guess it's tomorrow afternoon, technically. Yeah. And it doesn't get dark anymore at 7 o'clock, which has been throwing me off on the way home. So it's not tomorrow night. But you can go to the races tomorrow night. I'm confused. Okay, I, I, I did something on the break for the people. I actually went to the hub and saw if there really was a thing called Pokemon porn. And yes. I can never unsee what I saw. Was it people or animals? It was a combination of the two. Oh, no. It was a chick dressed up as a Pokemon having sex while Poke- while the animated Pokemon was in the room with her. And she wasn't very attractive. So, uh, yeah. I, I Well, who was who was giving it to her? I, I can't. I, I got off that thing as fast as I could because I can't unsee it. Hmm. So, so I've got so many unanswered questions. Well, you know what? Answer them yourself because uh, I, I tried to do it for the people because I care about the people. And I, I, I don't, you know, I, I figure if we're going to talk about this, I have to do the research. And um, I, I'm sick to my stomach at the moment. It, you know, maybe because I haven't eaten today. Could be. But. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, investigating. Well, somebody had to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, like that, the, the fact that I already told you it's a real thing and there were kids on. Yeah, I just, I didn't, I, I was curious what the hell it was. <laughs> So well, the description I know was confusing. So. Yeah, I mean, it, I I needed more from that, and now that I've seen more, I'm like, okay, those kids. Aaron, are- do you get the vibe that Fred really wanted to know? I mean, we, Fred likes cartoon stuff. I do. That was not that was not my flavor. Just like that was like an Ewok when we're talking about aliens. Not my thing. Curiosity is a really really evil thing. Oh no, curiosity's fun. I think the better question is now. That you know, AJ, well, secondhand from Fred, do you tell some of the other parents that, by the way, your kids are watching, like, Pokemon slash bestiality porn? This isn't kids that I normally am around, so okay. I'm, I'm, it's not my problem. Uh, you know, that's up to their parents. <laughs> that's, that's still that's, weird. But that's not his job to, to no, rat what, these What am I, a cop? Yeah. No. Ain't no snitch. I mean, I would just be like, hey, by the way, if you have a chihuahua, keep it away from your kid. That, that, that a chihuahua is not a pokemon that's true what the There's hell a difference a chihuahua is a living breathing dog a pokemon is an animated fake thing but it wasn't animated it was a woman dressed as an animal no the the woman was a, an actual woman of age having sex there was no animal in there but like, wasn't she you just said she was dressed as an animal so i think she, what these she kids was dressed were watching, up like a listen uh, and was just cartoon yeah stuff. a cartoon character you know what go watch it yourself I'm good. Dick I'm going to trust you. Yeah, no, you're going to tell me and be all critical and stuff. He's sitting here judging you, Fred. Yeah. Here, I'm trying to help you. So you what don't, did I do to judge you? you? You don't have to watch it. Oh, you're sitting there telling me you're trying to you're trying to get Chihuahua sex into this. These kids are not having sex with Chihuahuas. Pikachu does not look like a Chihuahua. And, and put some respect on P- Pikachu's name. Jeez. What am I working with here? What the hell am I working with you guys for? It's, embar- it's, a, it's embarrassing to me. You know, I mean, the other thing was he, he sent me this thing of this Disney lingerie. 
uh, which I have to say very much for. Uh, have you ordered some for Val? Uh, you know, she doesn't. She's probably not going to look like any of the characters in here, uh. unfortunately. Uh, Jasmine, she's not the right flavor for. Uh, Snow White, meh. Hit her with that spray tan. Uh, well, it's more the hair. Pocahontas, no. You know, a wig will fix that right up. Uh, Ariel, you know what women mm. love when you make them dress in a wig? She could probably do Elsa, which uh, Elsa's sneaky hot on the scale. Uh, Belle, dark hair, Cinderella. You know, I've, I've never seen the movie Frozen. My kids have seen that movie multiple times. My wife has seen it probably a dozen times, and I've never watched it. Hmm. You've seen it? What's the, yeah, what's the name of that stupid song? Let It Go. Yeah. Uh, Cinderella, not great. Aurora, meh. Who's Aurora? She's from, uh, which one is she from? That was the uh, long-haired one, right? No, that's Rapunzel. No. Aurora was from, I'm totally blanking. But, oh, Sleeping Beauty, isn't it? Is that her? Yeah, I think that maybe. Yeah, and uh, but they have yeah, a, Sleeping Beauty. They have an evil queen on here now. That I could uh, that I'm down with. I am totally down. See, look at look, look at the evil queen. That's pretty badass. That's good. Yeah, I, I mean I'd have to put it on the side piece, but I mean it works. So, all right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN your number seven one three Chick Fil A drive through person very concerned about what I was listening to. Rightfully so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, somebody just looked it up and it's pretty disturbing. A dog Pokemon licking a cartoon thing. Okay, I didn't a see that. A dog Pokemon? Yeah. I, what's the dog Pokemon? I don't necessarily remember. Charizard? No, he's Charizard's like a little dragon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think Charizard's big. I know, but, he look, but dragons are huge, right? Right. And... Meowth is a cat. That one I know. Is Pikachu a dog? Pikachu is just a little yellow blob thing. It might be a dog. Mm, I would say he kind of looks more like a... I don't know. Does he walk on two feet or four? Two. Probably not a dog. That's confusing. Circus dog. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know the Twitchers will know the answers to all this because... Because they drink and they know things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just go to break and uh, that's probably we'll a good let the idea. Twitchers figure it out. And we'll come back with the last hour of the day. Yeah. And you know what? At some point, I'll have to do a gym of the day. Oh. Well, we'll maybe get, we can do that next. Let's save it for like We could just 15. get off Pokemon porno talk altogether. Well, I, I don't want to get off of. Uh, anyway, quick break. It's a bliss on ESPN 97.5. Listening to ESPN 975.